0: Hi, you're listening to Track Changes, the podcast of PostLight, a digital product studio at 101 Fifth Avenue in New York City. My name is Paul Ford. I am the co-host of this podcast and the co-founder of PostLight.
1: And I'm Rich Ziotti, the other co-founder, co-host, co-friend of Paul's. So, Rich, yes. lots going on in the world today. Sit tight, Paul. Just one second. Okay. Postlight is a digital product studio based in New York City. Right. We design, architect, build, and ship platforms and products and apps, digital products and apps. Who are some of the
0: clients that we have? Goldman Sachs. Uh, little guys. Uh, Vice. Vice Vice, Vice Media. is a good one. We um, rebuilt the Village Voice. The Village Voice, Barnes yeah. & Noble, Education. So, Rich, we got quite a show ahead for people. We, it's the 10th anniversary of the iPhone, so we got to talk about that. It is. I mean, I get iPhoned out, but what are you going to do? This is. I mean, look. This is something that's changed culture. We got talk how little, we behave, and it means we got to talk about Steve Jobs, just because that's life. You have no choice in our well, industry. We, I mean, we have. We should. And then we're going to try something new. We're going to have a little a thing, a segment in which we talk about <laughs> uh, things that we find that. Well, I won't even say what it is. It's just called. Can I tell you? And we'll uh, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. All right. Let's get. Let's talk about the iPhone.
1: It's 10 years old, and uh, what should we say? I have one thought. What's your observation? It's, you know, there's the iPhone, and then there's Apple, and then there's Steve Jobs. And then there's Johnny Ive when he reads, like, does the voiceover, those videos where they kind of have a camera real close up just doing a low flyby over the glass of a thing. And he just keeps talking about magnesium and...
0: I feel that Johnny Ive at this point is just someone who reads the periodic table of the elements. (laughs) Like he's just like. Just running down the list. It's a hydrogen based. Xanthium. An ionized uranium <laughs> eyeball accent. cover, yeah, yeah yes. he's got that strong you just feel
1: you feel like a filthy animal just watching and listening to him, right he 's got the British accent. everything's in white. <laughs> but the funny thing with he's John, in heaven it's I in assume that 's a thing. in heaven
0: i don 't assume Johnny Ive has a house, I assume he lives in a large white expanse. where everything is rotating at all times. Like, it's really hard for the guy because he's got to put his food in the microwave. But it's not just that the microwave plate is spinning. The whole microwave is spinning. Everything's on a pedestal, (laughs) you know. He's got kids and the kids are on pedestals and he's asking for a hug and the kids just keep rotating. I just want to see, like... Him
1: bite into a piece of toast and just a bunch of crumbs on his black shirt.
0: Oh, no, no, no. It doesn't happen? First of all, it's not, he only eats rare earth metals. That's the <laughs> only thing that is appropriate. And, and very specially treated glass. All right. I love those ads. I think it's probably my favorite thing. Oh, it's exhausting. I spent a couple of years in Android in the last 10 years. How that feel, oh, dude? I tried really hard. Yeah, it's just not as polished. It's not as smooth. I think is the that, word I would like. You to know use. what it is? It doesn't matter if it's better or for worse. I'm just like you. You make a certain investment into a platform, and the one thing that the iPhone has has people complain about how it's you know done this or that in the last ten years, but that core experience of you know hit the little lozenge and the thing opens up and you read your email. Yeah, they didn't screw that up no it's still basically there and so all the lo- they set the pattern this is how this works yeah right apple said this is how this kind of device is going to work you better just get in there and and you know go to town and open up your email and look at your web browser and so on oh it changed how it's changing how we behave and everything else is copying that and you're just sort of sure. like, so you just it's the authentic experience that i'm trained on like a good consumer robot
1: Yes. And and we are. And, and, you know, on the train or there's like now if you don't,
0: don't look at your
1: phone before you go to bed. It's just like, just leave me alone. I am so tired. Just leave me alone. I, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want no. to like, I want to eat Fruit Loops into my brain. For five minutes before I go to bed, it. so it's the it's the blue light. It affects your circadian blah blah blah. I was like, just leave me alone, just leave me alone. They have that night shift now, so the whole phone looks like it's a sunset. Yeah, it's nice. I uh, like whatever. The, That'll be better for me. I don't uh, care. My I dreams li- are the same. I like same to listen garbage. to
0: music as I'm going to bed, or, or especially old like radio shows. They put me to sleep in like five seconds. Okay, that's weird. No, you know, at one point I found these. Um, it's a bunch of interviews from the 2008 financial crisis and it's the most boring audio i've ever experienced in my life (laughs) it's literally like a guy from jp morgan and they're talking to him and it's like wow air conditioner is kind of (laughs) loud today usually but you're kind of it feels sort of virtuous because you're like i'm gonna figure out how this really works yeah so three minutes in i'm just out right right? so anyway that's go yeah iphone 10 years
1: yeah i want to make one observation i've been trying to articulate and I do it poorly every single time, but I'll share it now because it's timely because the iPhone is 10 years old. I think Steve Jobs is not a genius. Okay. Here's what I think Steve Steve Jobs is extremely talented. Um, I think there are many extremely talented product thinkers, product strategists, product designers in the world. Some probably more talented than Steve Jobs. Do you know why Steve Jobs did what he did? Why? Because he was utterly allergic to politics. He just didn't understand it. He didn't process it. If the two lines didn't connect or didn't line up properly, he destroyed everything in his way. I
0: think what, let's let's not even say politics, because he always had a little kingdom in which he was in charge. Yes. So what he didn't like was any friction below him That slowed down people from executing on what he wanted to see. That's right.
1: There are some amazing ideas that die in between file cabinets in many, many companies. Because there either isn't the power or the will or the willing to risk their careers to push something Radical through and understand that it's gonna, there's gonna need to be blood on the streets. He was willing, and almost, by the way, to an, I, I, there, are, there are stories of him crying in meetings. He
0: did a lot of damage to people around him. Right, he like, did a
1: ton of damage. Yeah. He didn't understand people, in my view. I, a lot of people read him as a bad person. If you look at his personal life, he was not great. He didn't really acknowledge his illegitimate daughter and stuff like that. Like this is not a, this is a person that certain switches were never turned on for sure, but had a difficult time when his mind's eye saw the thing, everybody was doing it a terrible injustice until it became real. Well, you know my theory of
0: talent, right? I, I don't know your theory of talent. Please share it. My theory of talent is that we talk about talent as this very nurturing, wonderful thing. People have talent. Go out and get a talented team. Yeah. You know, if you have talent, you can do anything. And I look. I'll brag a little bit, but like I've often been referred to as a talented person, a genius. No, that's not cool. But like I, I write things and I I perform at a pretty good level, and I have lots of things I'm terrible at, but I have one or two things I'm pretty good at.
1: You are very. I mean, you're you're a humble person. You, you. For those that don't know it, go read Paul Ford's writing. He's one of the best writers,
0: regardless of me. What I'm talking about (laughs) is that people would be like you're a talented guy and i'd be like i'm miserable like where's where's that why why are you equating talent with happiness this is the thing and i started to look at all the other talented people i know and they are nervous agitated human beings oh yeah and then i started to think about what what talent really is and it's what annoys you Right. Like you're looking at something and you're saying, it's not quite right. I got to get in there. It's a fix buzzing it. sound in your head. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're like, God, and, and, and you just can't believe that these other people can't even see it. Yeah. It's like real bad. Yeah, yeah. Like you're very, and what I eventually started to realize is that it's actually a, you perceive things that are incorrect around a form. Like you're like, that's that poem's not done or that painting is off. And yeah. so you have a sense of the internalized sense of the form mm-hmm. and you have to get in there and you have to modify the thing so that it matches the form in your head. You exactly. Edit, edit the short story, edit the blog exactly. post. You have to. You, you have to. to. It's, a, it's a. It feels, uh, and once you do it, you feel a sense of relief and calm that's often pretty temporary.
1: But here's the wrinkle. I mean, you could be someone that has terrible taste,
0: and you still have that feeling, no? Sure. I mean, sure, of course, but what we tend to elevate are people who do it pretty well. Well, the outcome is Excellent. The, yeah. the ones where
1: the outcome is excellent are not casual,
0: right? They are intense. No, and they're able to they're able to take that talent that that negative anxiety, and they're yeah. able to apply it, and they're also able to bring that somehow into connection to what the world wants, right? Yeah. So when I look at at Steve Jobs, and when you read that biography of Steve Jobs, there's a story in there where uh, he's getting his liver replaced. Yeah. I think in Tennessee and he comes out of anesthesia or is going in anesthesia and he's like looks at a piece of medical equipment It's like the interface is terrible you got to fix that. <laughs> right? Like he's yelling about the the blood pressure monitor. <laughs> right, right. Right. And the guy just couldn't turn it off. And he, I, he can't. I think what's fascinating with him now and this is where if he had a genius, right? He was actually he was a perfectly fine programmer in the early days. You know, he knew his assembly and, and he was actually he was very fascinating. Like people kind of make him out to be a sort of non-technologist who happened to be in technology. Oh no, he knew this stuff. He knew the, the whole thing top to bottom, partly because he was there. He was in Silicon Valley and He saw the rise of object oriented programming. He won't be even before that. He was connected to HP, he got to know Steve Wozniak. That's right. I mean, he wanted to be in this he sensed something was happening and he wanted to be there and he, yes. he learned what he needed to learn. But I think when, when you look at what that guy would pull off, he, he just would see gaps, and he had a sense of the consumer object as a form, and he had a good sense of what digital computers could do, and he would work and work people tirelessly to get those two things connected. Oh, yeah. Because the when you look at the Apple One, it looks like a couple pieces of, of wood that got left on the floor, and somebody soldered them together with random wire. Sure. And then you look at that Apple II, and it is slick. It looks like a sports car. Yeah. He went to fr- I think at that point he went to frog design. And, I mean, this thing has no power. It has less power than uh, – yeah. you can't get a computer that week anymore. It just looks hot. But it just looks good. It still looks fairly modern. It has a nice yeah. keyboard. It was tactile. Yeah. He perceived gaps in form and in a way that, like, IBM never could.
1: I think that's that was his secret. No, we call
0: right? that design now. Like, but but it was, and it is industrial design and, and so on. But yeah. it was like a holistic sense of consumer electronics product design. Yeah, you know, his number one, uh, the guy he really looked up to was um, it's either Edward or Edwin Land from Polaroid, huh. because that those Polaroid cameras were very simple to use, By but really really hard to pull off. Like, that's not a simple thing to. To give people the ability to just like click, take a picture, and develop it in their hands. Yeah. That was an enormous amount. That was a moonshot. It was. And it was, it created a a behemoth for. Whatever the patent
1: was, 17 years.
0: Well, and also a culture in which you could suddenly have a picture of somebody sitting in their kitchen and you didn't have to go somewhere and get it back. Huge. It's a huge change. Yeah. Right. And so when I think about that guy, that's what I think about him. Um, And and it's impossible not to think about him. I've been aware of him since I was about eight years old. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, as a cultural figure. He really was. And you know what's funny is he died uh, the week my twins were born. And it was almost a relief. Weird. Yeah, because I was like, you know, I just don't have to deal with this in my community. I knew his his death was going to be a spectacle of nerds just like ripping their shirts off and saying, oh, you know, <laughs> Captain, my captain. People around
1: the world, right? Lighting candles at Apple stores. Yeah.
0: My brother called me. He's like, what the hell is all this? Who was the guy? Like you know, <laughs> like he knew, but he's just like, what? He, he's the Apple guy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, they're lighting candles at the Apple store and, yeah. and um, humming Beatles songs. And I'm sitting there with two newborn twins learning how to change a diaper. And I'm just like, you know, this is... This is more important than, you know, this guy in my life. This yeah. these new kids. Right. And so I you know, the guy made the iPhone happen. He made all that stuff happen. And it's interesting when they talk to people because they'll be like, Yeah, you know, he took credit for a lot of my ideas, but I think there's also this sense of that Whoa. was a side effect. That's right. Everybody's kind of like, Yeah, you just kinda of had to bring your ideas to him. Yeah.
1: Also, the invention is the assembly of all that thinking and all those ideas in coming our culture, together.
0: right? Like it's not the cotton gin; it's the iPhone, right? You got forty million interdependent devices you right. know, inside of that thing, exactly. And so it's a it's whole like, world. I mean, you could point to it and be like, "Hey, Qualcomm is really partially responsible for the iPhone." Yeah,
1: like it's been huge for Corning Glass. Yeah, exactly. That you know they make the the glass. So I want to I want to close out with a question. What's your question?: Would the iPhone have ever existed without LSD? And I, I actually posed this question seriously.
0: Oh, no, I don't think it would have. There's a, uh, there's a book by John Markov called "What the Dormouse Said," which is all about the early interaction of LSD with tech culture, like that, even before Steve Jobs, you know, getting an acid in his in his teens and twenties. Maybe it was his twenty. I know he, he like that was a big thing for him. He was an LSD guy. There's a continual like Silicon Valley mind altering thing that goes all the way back to you know the no kidding. Oh yeah, yeah. Go get that book, "What the Dormouse Said" by John Markoff. Like all those like early demos and all that sort of world of early hypertext and interconnected systems. There is a lot of like drugs and est and it's California. They're there yeah. in 1968. So. Uh, there are all these tricks to think more creatively. Let's or, say, should you and I? Um,
1: I think we're gonna have. Is to, it time? I think we've got to do this. I remember one of his quotes is like, "It changed and changed my view of everything after I did it."
0: And what the hell am I? I don't. I don't what need. are we
1: doing here? Like, I try to like, oh, let's go walk in the park and get creative. That's not going to work. I don't need a new view of everything. Well, that's true.
0: There's also, that. Especially here. I mean. I'm <laughs> I really, I finally know how to get just about anywhere in the city. That's yeah. yeah. Also, it's I, mean, I can get, gi- I can give directions to a cabbie now, and like, yeah. it, I don't want to change my view of everything. will <laughs> <laughs> <there'll> be, a, <laughs> I
1: think it's a, a broader statement. No, I don't than want that. him to be
0: like, should I, should I take the Manhattan Bridge? And me be like, I don't really understand what you're talking about. Right. So
1: the new iPhone's coming. Oh, who cares? It's gonna ha- no, it's gonna have. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be this. The whole screen is the phone, I think, or something. And uh, I don't know what the other rumor. The rumor, the rumor mill is amazing over the iPhone. It's pretty incredible, but that's exciting. We'll, we'll, you'll get the new iPhone. You'll say who cares, but you're going to buy it.
0: No, I'm I'm actually still on this really big iPhone six that I could easily get another eighteen months out of or more. Hmm. It's trundled along really fast. I don't. I, what am I going to do? I don't need to play like Netflix videos at two times. Yeah. True. Like I there's no ga I'm not doing three D gaming on that's it. That's the thing. We're reading and yeah it's uh, It's for we're not gamers super powered for my kindle right all right so 10 years in 10 years in uh who knows what the next 10 will bring well
1: i don't think there's a phone in 10 years i think it's just your hand yeah or a bracelet no it could be two bracelets imagine we're reading
0: and we're reading our hands on the train yeah i can easily imagine that we just
1: like there's just fists up in the air
0: it's going to be really interesting because right <laughs> now what we're assuming is that look everything's getting more and more rectangle based media experiences right like netflix is doing good on the phone yeah right so on it, anything is that what people are going to want are, are, are people going to want to continue to have little slab rectangles in their pockets that show them moving pictures, take pictures, and, you know, or they want something, mean, something more ambient like, like the Snap Spectacles that is, you know, kind of augmenting reality and, and more playful. God, that stuff is nonsense to me. I d- it's not for us. Yeah. It's not for us, but I maybe. Maybe that's where we're headed.
1: I, I don't know. Facebook Messenger turns
0: me into a cat every day. Everybody's betting big on augmented reality, right? Which is yeah. when you layer things over. On top of yeah.
1: live you know, video.
0: So, who knows? Maybe we'll just be augmented really soon. I mean, let's just keep going. Uh, what, what choice do we have?
1: Track Changes. Uh, That's the name of the podcast.
0: Not a bad name. It, it's it's working name. out okay. It's working out okay. All right. You know, we're going to try something new, right? You ready? Go ahead. We're going to do a segment. You know what a segment is?
1: Uh, yeah. It's like, uh, what do you call it? When like Johnny Carson did the,
0: the big turban thing. Yeah. So, Rich... And I like to complain a lot. Rich really likes to complain. I complain a lot too, but Rich, my God. That's more or less all we do. And so we were out and we were talking and someone suggested that we just turn the complaining into high quality content for the internet. Right. And so uh, we're going to try a segment. The segment is called, Can I Tell You? Gosh, I (laughs) can see the font. I know. It's really bad. I can see how the the question mark
1: bounces into the word. So Rich...
0: (laughs) What has been annoying you lately?
1: Uh, you know, kombucha. Oh, the, the drink.
0: Yeah. You're upset about you're upset about a beverage.
1: I kind of liked it at first. It was like, oh, this is like low calorie seven up. It's what it tasted like. That's okay now it's gotten it's gotten more intense. There's like now there the label looks like it's medicine. It's just gotten more artisanal and intense. And as it's gotten more intense, there's just this. Ass taste at the end of it, like you just, you drink it, and it's like wow, oh, it's pomegranate, and then when you swallow it, it just feels like garbage in
0: your mouth. I, I dated a girl many years ago who made her own kombucha. Have you ever seen what it looks like when you're making
1: it? It's like sludgy, and there's oh, weird yeah. strings. It's in called it. that
0: well. There's this. It's a big sort of mushroom-looking thing. It's a fungus or a rot or some sort of horrible mold, and yeah. it's called they call it the mother. So like the kombucha mother. Is sitting there. And then is that you, what they call you, it? You put tea in it, oh, good and then God. the tea ferments. I, I can't remember who it is, but like the Kazakhs drink it or something like that. You can. That's where it's from. Yeah, and yeah. so um, it's a
1: thing now. It's a hot thing. It's like poke. It's, yeah, I can't stand. Oh, poke is hot. Like let's let's put the menu on a
0: surfboard. I don't really understand poke. It just feels like they're too lazy to make sushi. Yeah, exactly. Like the guy who was supposed to make the sushi collapsed. Also, I don't want raw fish in my salad. I, I like it cooked. Kombucha, I'm just sort of like so. Do you drink it? No, I used to drink it out of the big tea jar, and then I broke up with that woman, and I'm like, I don't, I don't have to drink kombucha anymore. That's good. Oh, so you associated kombucha with that woman? Yeah, well, you know, the other thing is like you go to the you go to the health food store or the co op, and it's like seven hundred dollars for an ounce. Yeah,
1: and you're it's like, funny how you associate things with a relationship, and when the relationship ends, those things go with it.
0: I also like look. I think the health benefits of kombucha are, are probably you know, maybe slightly- I think it's nonsense. well overestimated there. Yeah. Like, I don't think that, you know, but I'm sure it's filled with antioxidants. Yeah,
1: I mean, I feel you know, like all that anger and frustration with nonsense health theories is being channeled and thrown at Gwyneth Paltrow these days. Yeah, that's where we're against She's just,
0: She is the representation Did you see that there was nonsense? a brilliant article online where somebody took all the health supplements sold on InfoWars, which is the Alex Jones show. Mm-hmm. And all the ones sold on Goop, and they're basically all, all the same. Like that's some of them are the same companies. Hear. Yeah, wonderful to hear. Wonderful um, to hear. Pseudoscience what, what, is bad.
1: What's gotten into you,
0: Paul? Is what's the segment called? Uh, can I tell you? <laughs> can I tell you? Your well, turn. I'm really angry about beverages. No, I'm very angry. At, you know what's pissing me off more and more day to day? Google Inbox. That's
1: the. That's the alternative. Gmail experience.
0: So it really wants to turn on. They really don't want it to be alternative anymore. They want it to be the default. And it's... It's getting I don't it. use it. Yeah, and every time it, every time I turn it off, it comes back. Somehow I've done something, so it really wants me oh, to okay. see... Oh, okay. So Google you inbox. committed and you can't get out I of it. I don't know, I, I, I have to
1: What's cry. wrong? It, well, let's explain what it is. It's sort of... It's trying to move away from the like stack of emails inbox. Right. right. Where it's just pure chronology driving... Mail, mail, mail. Every new email that comes in, if it's newer, it's for it's on top. And it just stacks of stuff.
0: Right? That's right. And, and so it, it tries to be a little smarter and so on. But here and, and you know, it's got nice folders and it works. It works kind of. Except it's it's just broken. Uh, first of all, once you open up an email and start writing it, uh, it's very hard to move around anymore. Like you can't search other emails or that's right, a feature of gmail you could park the email
1: you're writing for a second and do other stuff no
0: it's very sort of has a weird relationship with its own modality i guess is what you'd say but then it just breaks like things go off the side of the oh. screen like the fundamental windowing toolkit is is a screwy mess. Oh, okay so it's not like this is a bad experience this is functionally broken i stuff. can't even get to the conceptual part of it because it's fundamentally broken i see and i'm paying for this like right. i we, we pay a lot for this actually we should highlight that maybe, I mean, we're, we're, we're,
1: we're pooping on a pretty major product here. Who maybe cares? It should work.
0: This is, this is Microsoft circa 1997.
1: No, no. But like, who knows your, your browser situation? Chrome. Oh, I mean. Yeah. But do you have like an add on
0: where like, dude, every day Snoopy I've, comes no, out and waves at you? I do. I have all those add ons. It's all the peanuts family comes out and waves to me. <laughs> However, nonetheless, I, and I've talked to other people like. Oh, it's a problem. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the, right. the top of the email will go above the screen so that you can't really close it. And then you're like doing weird resizing. All right, that's nonsense. It's just it's Google. How did yeah. this happen? Yeah. And so uh, I'm I'm starting to catalog all the things that make me angry about it. Yeah. Because that's how I feel control in my world. No, it's true. A, <laughs> there's this website, the guy doesn't update anymore. It was a blog. The the URL is prog twenty one dot dadgum.com so it's a good good year yeah it rolls off the tongue but he wrote about a week of bugs and he just documented all the bugs that he experienced using software for a week mm-hmm. and it was a fairly long inventory and I was <laughs> like oh boy well, that guy is bad luck and then I started to to do it myself and I'm like oh my god everything I use is garbage and I'm just I just work around it Right. Like my email flies all over the place and I can't quite get to the, you know, I can't close that window if I want to. Or We get good at navigating that stuff, though. That's the thing. You you think something's going to open, it doesn't, and then you go back and you do the three things and it opens up. Yeah. Yeah, we're all really used to it. We get good at bad habits. But it's terrible. I mean,
1: that's probably the wrong phrase. Our
0: software is still exceptionally buggy, like it used to be in the eighties. We just yeah. have all gotten like, like, oh eh, well, eh, just you know, it'll be fine. Yeah, you know what? I'll, everything kind of got better in that. Like, you don't lose work anymore. Everybody fixed that part. Yeah. So, like, things saved to the server, they save to the disk. Always. So Always. you tend not to lose like a half day of work. True. So you don't have this like, I hate computers. Everything's bad. It's more of this low grade like incompetence. Yeah. Which I just, I want to be very aware of it because we make software. We should be aware. Right. Because it's it's,
1: The bar is is people don't realize like, oh, just make it. It just does a to-do list. But it's hard.
0: All of it's hard. People come to us a lot and they're just like, well, you know, here's the steps that I have to do to do my thing. And we had somebody show us recently, you know, like 20 plus steps to upload a certain kind of file. Right. And... They are living in that world. It's a 20-minute process. It should it's be at a, th- a company where there's a lot of workflow and it all kinds of – It should be a 30-second process. It's bad. And so people are spending all their time doing that. And so we get brought in uh, to solve those problems, but it's very easy to recreate them. Sure, they're always there for a reason, and you're like, oh man, this will never happen on my watch. And right. then you're like, oh well, you know, just in that case, you need to scroll down to the bottom and then click those two buttons. Right. You know, just if we can put a little tooltip there to help people remember, and then you're down the same nasty slide, and then yep. some other agency showing up five years later, going, these people are garbage. Yeah. Oh, That's, everybody before
1: you is garbage. That is tricky. Forever.
0: Right? I want to be the agency where people pick up the code later and are like, man, wow, it's beautiful. Who are these guys? Yeah. Sexy, yeah. Paul,
1: can I tell you? Go ahead, Rich. That's the question mark <laughs> at the end. I
0: cannot stand Creative Cloud. Ooh, tough one. You know, I just gave a talk for Adobe, so I'm gonna just, right. I'm gonna just recuse myself. But go step, for it. Step, listen, step listen, back. Listen, we gotta we gotta here. speak our truth here. So uh, my history with Photoshop, uh, it's just a magical piece of
1: software. It's been around a very long time. Its effects and layers and all the capabilities, it just kept kept getting more and more impressive. But there was a point, there was a point, I don't know what version seven or some nonsense where it became clear that Photoshop didn't need anymore, but Adobe had to keep going because you're a company and you have to keep making money and you keep charging people. Then there was a really important point where they realized that nobody was buying software in boxes anymore and that needed to be something you effectively subscribe to. And Adobe has a lot of software. Photoshop's just one of them.
0: Well, it didn't need to be something you subscribe to. It could be something you download and that updates itself regularly. But it it, it was definitely in Adobe's best interest to move people towards a subscription model.
1: Yeah, where you don't pay up front, you pay to have access to that piece of software. That's right.
0: And that's why there's that beautiful song that goes, gather the crowd, shout it out loud, creative cloud. We will
1: send you a link along with this podcast to explain what that is. So here's the thing. There's a piece of software that they created called Creative Cloud, which is something you download onto your computer. takes about 40 to 50% of your computer's resources and to run. And two or three months. And two or three months. It sits up in your toolbar and every so often says, Hey, we got some stuff going on. And here's a picture of a woman walking on a beach in a sunset.
0: It's got some good bugs too. Like occasionally it will show up at like... Four times the actual size by pixels. Like <laughs> it's really, a mess. it's it's <laughs> it's Adobe for a company that truly understands everything about everything that pioneered PostScript, that makes PDF, and that understands visual display of information on a computer as well as any company that exists can screw it up like nobody's business.
1: Yeah, it's it's a bad scene, and and then they pitch you. It's like, do you want standard or Pro? or something, and then you look at Pro and it's literally 44 pieces of software all packaged up
0: Oh, you know what? I get it. I actually don't have Postlight pay for my copy. I get it through, as an educator because I teach at the school. You of saved Postlight $11 million. No, it's part of my fiduciary responsibility. It's and incredibly – ex- No, because I'm a teacher, so I get it.
1: And, and look, we're poo-pooing on a really, really valuable piece of software that's actually incredibly impressive. Well, Illustrator, After Effects, all incredible stuff. We're
0: not poo-pooing. We're reviewing something we paid for, and then we pay for it on an ongoing basis. Yes, and I the tools given, themselves are really good. The actual, I have given thousands of dollars to Apple. Apple, Adobe, and Microsoft on a regular basis. I've probably given $100,000. Oh, easily. You know, to those different organizations yeah. and to like Dell and HP. Yeah. Over the course of the last 20 years. That's probably true. That's probably true. All
1: right. So with that backdrop, it's just horrible. It's just this thing that sits <laughs> sits on your computer and it's like, look, I'm not. Oh, yeah, I, I don't trust it at all either. It's watching. I'm not. Here's what's going away. You can't close software anymore. You can't really shut down a piece of software anymore.
0: It used to be like, oh, I'm going to free resources. I'm going to close this know, app. everything's open at all times.
1: It's not just that. It's sort of like, you know. Everybody's
0: like, upset about Slack because Slack runs inside of Electron, Electron and takes up, which is a library framework, and it takes up unbelievable amounts of resources.
1: Okay, so, and and these things, if you hit the red button, there was a day when you hit the red X in the top left corner of a window, you close the app. It was over. Oh, yeah. Windows worked that way. Sometimes they would say, are you sure? No,
0: you had a good relationship. You got the work done. You saved
1: the file. That is no longer what it does.
0: No. It's not what it does. It actually, it's gone from the screen. Everything's, res. everything, you know, uh, Windows used to have that in the bottom right. Everything kind of started showing up in the system tray.
1: The tray yeah. or, the, or the top menu. And that's bar. the
0: menu bar in the Mac. Right. There's a system tray mentality that's taken hold where it's like, can that's I right. get that, you know, twenty by twenty pixels?
1: Exactly. And and the message there is look, I'm not in your face, but I'm just gonna stand over here just in case. And then notify you about random things sometimes.
0: They always want they want you to up, update the software. That's, that's a, big a big deal. Big deal. It's oh a big, and they goodness. do it all the time.
1: Oh, we talked about updates before. It's gotten to a stupid state at this point.
0: I mean, I just you know, I, I can't figure out what's
1: happening. I just point. go when when Spotify says it wants to update, I just I say I got to get to the church down the street, say a few prayers, <sighs> and then let it update.
0: Everything wants to do its thing all over my computer. Always, yeah. I, but actually, it's true everywhere. If you log into I, it's an uncomfortable confession, but I run a, a Linux box at home. That's hot. That's <laughs> yeah, really cool, and uh, you know you you turn that thing on. I'll I'll, let, I'll turn it off for like a week. It's got terabytes and terabytes of data on it. I just I like having you know stuff place to put stuff uh, i like to experiment with big data on my weekends that's how i have fun with my children <laughs> and uh and you turn it on and it's like 140 ubuntu updates every time like yeah. everything is in this constant state of flux and we thought we wanted it everybody was like oh yeah man, i'm so tired of these updates it's exhausting and you know, i gotta go to the store and like get, in, get my windows xp you know starter pack update <laughs> XP two, you know, Sur-
1: you know the, the mother of all updates was service Pack.
0: Service pack two for Windows XP, because
1: like I think security had finally become a That's big, right. big issue. Everybody re- agreed the internet was here. Yeah, and
0: and they had to they had to plug it all up. It was hard to get those service packs, and then and then you'd have XP just kind of hanging out. This was the where all the bad updating truly started. Were the Windows updates where you would just be like, okay, you know, I'm going to sit down and get a little work done today. And it would be like actually, kick in. I'm, I'm yeah. real sorry. Sit over here for a couple yeah. of hours. You got about seven hours. Yeah, take get, a minute. And it would always it would reboot and then it would reboot into that like 200 by 200 <laughs> pixel window screen <laughs> with yeah. the gradient going, and right. and it was a crapshoot. You didn't know if you were going to be getting any work done that yeah. day, or you were going to be like booting up the old laptop you had in order to download things and burn them on the cd right exactly so uh so that's where we are in this world of All right, we went nostalgic th- again i'm very <laughs> self-aware of that yeah that, no no that but that i mean trigger. this is, the but thing, this is where things were and where things have gone but we thought we wanted this as a culture we thought we wanted constant frequent everyday updates it does feel good. Well, you feel like you're on the you're on the edge. I feel like yeah. It's the, like, oh, I'm on top of this. I'm running down the top of a yeah. razor, living my best exactly. life. Exactly. Yeah. Look at that. I have every you know Photoshop filter. I can you still buy Photoshop filters? Probably. That you know because it's. I'm sure you can. Right. Yeah. I'm sure there's special ones. But yeah. like you for know. the
1: older crowd, I'm just going to say three words. Kai's power, power tools. tools. We
0: didn't. We didn't plan that. I knew no, it. We I knew it was coming. It. It's oh, if you ever want to see an alternate universe in which things <laughs> could have turned out really, really badly. <laughs> speaking of LSD, uh, that's Kai's power tools. What's the thing we need to fix in Creative Cloud? Yep. It needs to be way lighter. It needs to stop trying to market.
1: Stop trying to... Mo- Stop yeah, tri- don't tell me it new, it's lot. software. Don't tell me it about...
0: It's not media. It's software. It's a drop-down. Don't tell me about the great offering well, you have for me on stock, stock photography, photography. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly like it's like uh, you know why would you make that leap like calm down for a second everybody's
0: right? made that leap in the past i mean you used to get a windows machine it would have aol built in and it yeah. would, you know it was like they paid a lot of money to. that's do right that. that's right that's the territory so adobe's got that territory and adobe's just like hmm, gotta get the yeah, stock exactly. photography off the ground exactly to get photoshop by the way you can't get photoshop without creative cloud no and the math works Oh, the math it works, works right? It works beautifully. No, but in the, that conversion math on stock photography, I'm sure they're like, wow, we're going to alienate five or six million people, but come on. Look at that. We've sold this picture of a crying baby. Dude, pitching on the desktop mm, is, a whole, a is a whole world apart from, it's from just
1: hoping that a banner ad shows up on some site. This is going to be
0: the beginning. Oh, Very well, can soon. You imagine? I, I can easily imagine things just popping out it's, of your desktop at random. I, this yeah. is actually where Apple is quite good. In terms of... Apple as a company never went down this path. You never no. got macOS, you know, 7 to 10 to whatever, and it had 55 special things on it for you.
1: Like, yeah, Times Square.
0: Yeah. Never and They, went they never. They never just sold the user out.
1: Exactly. It was a long game right it and is. They, they knew it was going to take a lot there's a
0: little of it with iCloud a little bit of like hey you better get a little in here little. I, I,
1: I say I get that three
0: dollar iCloud I know it's, month. it's pretty cheap
1: and it's like dude really man I gave you a million dollars last year for your phones and your computers and your Apple TV do you really need the three dollars just throw it in throw it in meanwhile it's a billion dollar business for them whatever it's yeah, a business they don't care they don't we're
0: care. just lines on a spreadsheet who are we You've been listening to Track Changes, the official <laughs> podcast of Postlight at Digital Product Studio at 101 Fifth Avenue, in New York City. My name is Paul Ford. And I'm Rich Ziotti. Send us an email, hello at postlight.com. Or just send us an email, hello at postlight.com. I actually don't have another option for
1: you. No, the other option is give us five stars on iTunes. Oh,
0: yeah, that's a great option. Do
1: that. Do that. Okay, we'll talk have, to you soon. Have a
0: good week. Bye.